Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. So today is a day of prophetic deliverance. We are reading from the book of Exodus chapter 3. So you give me the whole chapter from verse number 1 to verse number 22. I'll be reading, I'll be explaining, I'll be reading, I'll be explaining. And then things will happen. The Bible says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert. And came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. And I have heard their cry by reason of the taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Now, God is introducing the purpose of his conversation with Moses. The bedding bush was an attraction. Something that God did to attract the attention of Moses. But the coming was not to come and show Moses the burning bush. The burning bush was just what? An attraction to attract his attention. So the Bible says when God saw that he turned aside, he began to speak to Moses. It has often come to my mind a lot how God attracts different people using different means. I know that sometimes people have come to know God from a point of desperation. They were going through a very difficult time. And then out of that difficult time, they sought the Lord and they found God. And it's very easy to forget why and how you found yourself to God. God can use anything to attract your attention. There are some of people that have met in life, they came because they were so sick. They had tried everything that they wanted to not that, that they needed to help themselves, but it didn't work. And out of desperation, oh, yes. as a final resort, they said, I'm going to go to that place. And then they come, they meet the prophet, and God touches them. But you see, we may forget that whatever problem the person was going through, it was just an attraction from Jehovah God. God was just trying to attract the person's attention. Because without that problem, that person wouldn't have come. I know of another guy in the Bible called Saul. 
This guy was busy looking for the lost sheep of his, lost horses of his father. Lost donkeys. And when they were looking, they couldn't find the donkeys. Until they, were came, until they came to a place of desperation. They said, no, 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 no. We've been walking everywhere. We can't find a solution. Is there a prophet somewhere somehow? Oh, yes. And then people told them, no, there's a prophet called Samuel. And the Bible says they went to see the prophet Samuel about the lost donkeys. But the lost donkeys was just an attraction. It was not the big deal. It was not the real deal. Are you hearing me? When they met the prophet Samuel, the prophet said, yes, know what about the donkeys. They are found. Forget about them. But there's a message from the Lord God. And the message is, today God is going to anoint you a king over, over his people. Are you hearing me? And the life of Saul was transformed that very day from a donkey searcher. Someone looking for donkeys to become a king. A, uh, you're not hearing me. And the anointing of God came upon him and he began to prophesy. Say yes. Ha. Yes. Huh. And people went, what is it so also among the prophets? The donkeys were just a ploy. It was just a, uh, an attraction. It was just an attraction. Are you hearing me? Say neighbor. neighbor. All your challenges. They are just an attraction. Today, they are expiring. Are you hearing me? So, God comes to attract the attention of Moses using burning bush. Now, Moses doesn't care. He's just walking out. He's like, yeah, yeah, bush is burning, whatever. He's moving on. Now, God says, no, let's make the thing bigger. <laughs> Moses went, oh, wait a minute. The thing is burning, but the tree is not being consumed. What's going on? So when he turned aside to go and begin to investigate, the Bible says God spoke from the burning bush. Are you hearing me? He only began to speak when Moses turned aside. He didn't speak when the bush was burning there. He didn't speak when Moses was busy with his own stuff. He only spoke when Moses turned aside. And what I'm prophesying to you today is that today God is going to speak to you. Why? Because today you have turned aside. You have said today I'm going to be in the house of the Lord. I'm going to seek the face of God. I'm not talking to somebody right here. Say yes. yes. Today you have turned aside. You said I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit in my house. I'm not going to be freaking through the channels of the television. I'm not going to be having, sipping coffees with my legs on the coffee table all day long. But you say I'm going to be found in the house of the Lord. Because it's a Sunday of deliverance. Am I talking to somebody right here? Say yes. yes. Today is your day. Someone said, today is my day. One more time, said, today is my day. Long rebo shatariazo. Rika se teke dovaha. Say, today is my day. Say, this person. Talk to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, neighbor. This, person, this person you are looking at, you will not see this one at the end of the service. The will be a new one. Okay, <laughs> hey! hey! Say, neighbor, hey! 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 
God has to introduce his credentials. He says, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And God, the Lord, said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good land and a large and to a land flowing with milk and honey and to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. There's a problem already there. There's a problem. God is introducing himself to Moses. He says, I've seen the affliction of my people. I have seen their sorrows. I've heard their cry. And now I have come down to deliver them. But the problem that we find in that story is that the GPS which God is using is not working okay. <laughs> are you hearing me? Because the people who are crying are where? They are in Egypt. The people who are asking for help, where are they? In Egypt. But the GPS that God is using takes him to Midian. It doesn't take him where the voice is coming from. If his ears are working okay, he should have located where they are. That these people, the cry is coming from Egypt. The voice of prayer is coming from Egypt. Are you hearing me? So he should have responded by going to Egypt. But he does not respond by going to Egypt. He responds to their cry by going to Midian. Say never. Are you here? Are you here? Big, big problem. He does not respond by going to Egypt. He does not respond by talking to people who are going through the problem. He responds by looking for a prophet. He responds by going to Malawi, I mean Midian, to look for a prophet. I was minding my own business. My life was good. I was okay. Are you hearing me? You see, a prophet does not appear anyhow except when God is responding to a cry of people. I don't know whether you heard me. When God is responding to a cry of people, that's when a prophet appears. So, in short, a prophet is an answer to prayer. 
you see the intricacies, the, techni the technicalities, the challenges, the problems to hear God and understand God and work with God to deliver a person out of their bondage is not easy. Because the very person God is trying to deliver, that very person will sabotage their own deliverance. They will fight God for the deliverance he's trying to deliver them. So he will come down in a prophet. Find someone who can understand you. Someone who can speak your language. Someone who can reason with you. Who can function at your level. And come at your level to work with you. To bring you out of your predicament. Am I talking to someone out here? Someone say yes. That's what the Bible says. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. When he was the word up there, he didn't just stretch his hand and bring you out. Uh -uh. The word had to become flesh and dwell among people. He came among us to become like one of us. So that he can work with us and take us out from our predicament. Someone say hallelujah. hallelujah. He had to condescend and become one of us. And the Bible says you have got a high priest who, who understands what you are going through. Because he was tempted in every way. He went through what you are going through. He felt the pain. There was a day he was discouraged. There was a day when he wanted to give up. Are you hearing me? There was a day when he wanted to give in. He wanted to give away. But listen to me. When he's looking at your problems, he understands. That's why he's able to make intercession for you. Say, oh Lord, encourage the person. Father, encourage the person. Am I talking to someone out here? Say yes. Yeah. The training which a prophet goes through to have the understanding of God is the most difficult training I've ever gone through in my whole life. I'm telling you, me, I have done school just for the records. Amen. <laughs> just for the what? Someone was asking, they said, you, look at this prophet now. He's putting PhD at the end of his name. Who gave you the degree? I said, buddy, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Do you think that thing just fell there on the, on the end of my name? There's a whole university called James Cook University. They thought I was intelligent enough. I, I, I doctored a philosophy. <laughs> and they gave me the paper. But compared to the training a prophet goes through, to be able to work with God. I don't know whether you heard me. To be able to work with God. To bring about deliverance in a person's life. Everything, every study I've ever gone through, it's nothing. It's nothing. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So that's why when people cry, God has to find a man. A prophet. Because your problems are not static. Your problems are dynamic. Oh, yes. Amen. <laughs> Today you may need water. But tomorrow it will not be water. Tomorrow it will be food. And then tomorrow you find food. After food there is a sickness. After disease there is a snake waiting for you.
So your problems are not static. They are what? Dynamic. You need the hand of God, which is also what? Dynamic. Uh, you're not hearing me. Someone say, my life will never be the same again. One more time. Say, my life will never be the same again. God says in verse 8, I have come to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. And it to, I, I, love, I love God. He says, I have come. I have come. I have come. I, someone say, I. I. Can you say that? I. I. I, want, I am come to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good land and large unto a land flowing with milk and honey and to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Uh-huh. Nine. Now therefore, behold, uh-huh, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Ten. Ah. Uh, that's where I don't like it there. That's where I don't like it. Amen. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh. Is it my problem? <laughs> Can you see now? Yes. God switches this, this, the, the, you know, the story. It was, no, I have come to deliver them. I have come to bring them out. I have come. I have heard their cry. Now, I want to send you. <laughs> I think what was going on in the head of Moses wait a minute I didn't hear their cry they didn't pray to me so why is this my problem <laughs> but God says I want to send you to Pharaoh and you deliver my people I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. I'm going to send you. There's a day I made a sentence, but I didn't finish that teaching. I said, any spirit on earth that operates without the involvement of humans, that spirit is illegal. Okay. I, I, do you remember that? Oh, yes. No spirit is allowed to function on earth without the involvement of an individual. Because the earth was given to human beings and dominion was given to them minus spirits. Because when God was speaking against this 126, he said, let us make man in our image after our and let them, he didn't say let us have dominion. He said what? Let them. The them excludes spirits. The them is the Humanity, not spirits. That's why not even the devil can function on earth without needing a human being. Oh, yes. He will need a human being. That's why even a demon does not function on earth without a human being. It will need a human body to enter into that body and begin to function. Because the interface of interaction is a physical body. The interface between where you are and this thing is the physical body. Every spirit must express itself through a physical body. That's why even you, when your body has disintegrated, you become illegal on earth. I, I know you're thinking. You're going to hear that when you go home. 
When your body disintegrates, your spirit becomes illegal. It must go to the creator. Because unless a spirit has got a body. So what are demons? Demons are disembodied spirits. That's why they look for bodies to occupy. When they enter a body, they begin to express themselves through the body. So your spirit is expressing itself through your human body. Are you hearing me? So here's Jehovah God who is a spirit. According to John chapter 4, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So if God appeared like a spirit on earth to deliver the children of Israel of Egypt, the devil said, time out. He would blow the whistle. Time out. Amen. You are breaking your own word. What are you doing here? <laughs> are you hearing me? Time out, sir. We honor you as the creator, but you are breaking your own word. You said, let them have dominion. You do not have dominion. Therefore, you must find a human through which you must work. So God had to go and look for a human in Moses, a prophet, and sent him to Egypt to deliver the children of Israel out of the land of captivity. Are you hearing me? So sometimes we Christians, we are so, I don't know, preoccupied with religion that we don't understand the operations of God. When we think when we pray to God, then God must leave the throne in heaven. And come down to your house. And begin to fix things in your house. So when God sends an answer to you in a human, you refuse. Because you are caught up in religion. You are waiting for an angel to appear. And say, hello, I heard your prayer. I am here to answer your prayer. No, he will not do that. He will do that to the prophet. He will tell the prophet what you said. He will tell the prophet what you prayed. And then he will send the prophet to you as an answer to your prayer. I don't know if they are hearing me. Is that making sense? Should I go deeper than this? Are you sure? Oh, yes. So God had to find Moses and empowered Moses. Someone say empower. Empower. Empowered Moses. To an extent that God tells Moses, you will be God to Pharaoh. And Aaron will be your prophet. So in other words, when you mature in the things of God, God is not threatened by empowering you. He wants to empower you. He wants to anoint you. To where you begin to function as an authority. Elijah was an an authority. When he saw Israel misbehaving, he said, ah, these people, they are misbehaving. I'm going to shut the heavens. So Elijah prayed and shut the heavens. 
for three and a half years. He said there will be no rain, no dew except at my word. Now, you can imagine what was God thinking. Elijah, uh, what are you doing? Do you know that this thing will affect you too? Because truly, truly, every place had no water. First, God told Elijah, there's a place in the mountain, there's water there, run there. So he went to the mountain, there was a bit of water. The water dried. Now God says, Elijah, we are in trouble now. What are you going to do? He says, I will send you to Zarephath. There's a widow. I've commanded her to feed you and take care of you. So Elijah called for a famine without thinking about himself. <laughs> so God had to rescue him. God had to bury him out. Are you hearing me? Are you following me? God had to bail him out. Are you following? So, we need to begin to understand that we are equal in fellowship, but different in grace. What does that mean? It means there are some people among us that God is raising. He imparts grace. Remember Ephesians chapter 4? Huh? From verse number 1 to, to what? 1 to 7. What does he say without reading your Bibles? I therefore the prison of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation or with your code. Don't show them. You are helping them to cheat. <laughs> with all holiness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the end of the spirit in the bond of peace. There's one body. Uh-huh. And one spirit. Uh-huh. One God, Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. But unto each one of us is given grace. Unto each one of us is given what? Grace. And to each one of us is given grace. According to the measure of the gift of Christ. And to each one of us is given grace. According to the measure of the gift of Christ. So God uses the gift that Jesus gives you in your life. As a measurement for grace. If the gift is big. The grace is big. To match the gift. If the gift is meant for ten people. The grace is also equal to 10 people. If the gift is to touch nations and countries and continents, the grace you carry is also what? Big. But the good thing is everybody has been given grace. So we are all children of the same God. There is one board and one spirit, even as we are calling one hope if you are calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is above and through and in you all. But unto each one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he says, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity, captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? And he that descended is the same also that ascended far above all the heavens that he might fear all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. You see now, all those five, we talk about five grace gifts. They are an offshoot of verse number seven. 
all of us have been given grace. But then there are those who have got bigger grace, who are put in that office. Are you hearing me? So it is okay to find someone who has got greater grace than yourself. And you say, can you put your hand on me? Can you put your hand on me? Can you lay hands on me? Why? Because there's a whole doctrine called the doctrine of laying on of hands. In Hebrews chapter 6. The reason why it's a doctrine is because we must understand how does the principle work? Laying on of hands. It's because God has given others greater grace than yourself. It's okay to give them your head. They're going to lay hands on you. They're going to speak words on your life. They're going to make declarations upon you. And your life is going to be transformed. That's why I am challenging any problem in this house today. It doesn't matter how long the problem will be there. If I be a prophet of God, today that problem will expire. You are not hearing me. I said when? Today. So, where am I going with what I'm saying? I am going somewhere. And where I'm going is, you need to understand how does God answer prayer. Don't be caught up in religion. Because the ones who wrote that religion, they didn't even know the truth. Amen. All they know is let's pray to God, hoping God will answer us. But I've learned by experience, I've learned by scripture, that when the children of Israel cried, God did not go to Egypt. He went to look for a prophet. Is that making sense? He went to look for a prophet. And he sent the prophet as an answer to their challenge, to their problem. That's why my life is duty-bound. I am duty-bound. Everything I do is a duty. I am duty-bound. If I hear something is happening to you, you have no idea what I feel inside of me. I am duty-bound. Apostle Paul says, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Why? He felt duty-bound to preach the gospel. I know I don't want to let my God down. Are you hearing me? I don't want to let God down as an answer to your prayer, as an answer to your cry. That's why I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to hold you by the hand. Are you hearing me? Because I know your prayer is being answered by Jehovah God. Say yes. I know it. I know it. That's why when you look at my life, I love everybody. I never underestimate anyone. It doesn't matter what your mama and your grandmother and your in-law and your outlaw, whatever they think about. It doesn't matter. The only mind I have is the mind of Christ about you. I know there's greatness hidden inside of you. Are you hearing me? There's a greatness hidden inside of you and God is going to change your story. Someone say yes. yes. So when I'm coming here, when I'm coming here, I come here like a loaded gun. Amen. <laughs> I already did the praying. I already talked to the Father. That's why when you meet me, I never, you never hear me pray, Oh, Father, I ask you, in the name of Jesus, can you help this person? So it's like Moses is God's, God, 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 God can slap a person. Believe <laughs> 
Remember, if I can't show you in the Bible, don't what? Let me show you where it is. Exodus chapter 14. Verse number 13. <laughs> okay, let's start from verse number 10. 10 to 16. Are you following me? Yes. Not today you are dealing with a prophet. Oh, yes. Not Amen. not the teacher. Amen. I, I love teaching. Because the prophetic is controversial. Amen. I love that teacher, teacher, teacher. The prophet is very controversial. But the teacher is not controversial. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, what happened? Now, the people have complained. Now, Moses is responding to the people. What is the response? And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. And what? Stand still. What is the instruction? One, fear ye not. Number two, stand still. Number three, which he will show you today. And then he prophesies. Can I prophesy? Prophesy. The Egyptians you see today, you shall see them no more. I receive. Next verse. <laughs> Next verse. Uh-huh. The Lord shall fight for you. I receive. Uh-huh. And ye shall hold your peace. I receive. Look at the next verse. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto Shut me? Shut up, Moses. I told you, God can stop a person. So, Mr. Moses, shut up. Don't tell the people to stand still. Move forward. Why are you behaving as if I haven't empowered you, Moses? No, you're not hearing me. Moses was behaving as if he doesn't have power. He was behaving as if he's not anointed. So he's like, stand still. You see the salvation of the Lord. I prophesy. 
The Egyptians you see today, you shall see them no more. They will finish you. I'm telling you. And that's what the church is doing today. Amen. Every single Sunday. Oh, Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus. Oh, by your Holy Son. No. It will not happen. It will not happen. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. When God has anointed a man, he has empowered the man to take the people forward. Oh, yes. When you meet a ready sea, with the empowerment of God. You don't just stand there and say, oh God, can you do something? No! The man who is anointed ought to do something. By stretching forth his hand. You are not hearing me. Let me show you. You know, we've, we've got a grasshopper mentality in the church. Many Christians think like grasshoppers. They behave like grasshoppers. Are you hearing me? But the church God is raising in this generation shall be empowered. You shall walk in the anointing. You shall walk in the power of God. Are you hearing me? When you see the ready sea, you will not be crying to God. You shall lift your hand and depart the sea. Someone say yes. Someone say disconnect. From a grasshopper mentality. Ah, God had to change the prophets of Moses. Tell the people to march forward. I've empowered you, Moses. Have you forgotten what you did in Egypt? Have you forgotten all those miracles? Have you forgotten, Moses? You are carrying a road that when you put an tent into a snake and it is swallowed the snakes of the magicians. Are you hearing me? Have you forgotten, Mr. Moses? Egyptians, you see today, you shall see no more. They will finish you. They are after your life. Amen. They are not joking, I'm telling you. Amen. They are not joking. Verse 15, and the Lord is said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me? Hey! Okay. No, that's me, it's not God. Okay. But, you know, in the visions of God, I can see the frustration of God. God was not happy with the prophet Moses. Why are you crying to me? Tell the people to go forward. But what? Lift up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over and what? Divide it. Divide it. Divide it. Someone said divide it. Someone said stretch forth your hand. And what? Divide it. And when Moses did the instruction here, the Red Sea was parted. Oh, yes. And they were able to cross on dry land. Amen. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Is that making sense? The hand of Moses. Someone say the hand of Moses. The hand of Moses. <laughs> You see, God is hiding behind Moses. Oh, yes, amen. Because if God comes in front of Moses, he becomes illegal. 
Remember, every spirit is illegal on earth without a body. So he had to empower Moses. Are you hearing me? Unfortunately, he hasn't changed the way he operates. He's still doing the same today. Amen. You know, some, someone was writing on my Facebook page. They said, we're all children of God. Why should we be laying hands on each other? So I responded. I said, yeah. Go ahead and lay hands on yourself. I have no problem with that. Let's work for me. I'm happy. So I can put my legs on a coffee table. You know how you, how, you, know how, you, how you hold your cup with one finger? As, as if you don't want to drink it. worried that people are laying hands on themselves? Would I be worried? No. Let's work for me. I'm happy. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody right here? Are you following? Let me finish. I don't know whether you are here or I've lost you somewhere. You're flowing? Thank you, Jesus. Those who are here for the first time, just wave at me. Just do like this if we are doing okay. Are we doing okay? We're doing okay? Okay. All right. All right. I have to check. <laughs> I have to check to make sure that I haven't lost you somewhere. Like, hey, in this church, they were crazy. You see, in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 19, Acts chapter 19, verses 11 and 12, Acts 19, 11 and 12, I want to show you something there. One, two, three, go. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. I want us to read one more time. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, 
so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Okay, let's look at verse number 11 again. One, two, three, go. And God. Stop there. And who? God. What did God do? Wrought special miracles. That verse would have been complete in its own right. And God wrote special miracles. Very complete verse. However, there's a question. How? How did he do it? And then the Bible gives you the answer. By the hands of Paul. Amen. Did you hear that? Oh, yes. The answer is by the hands of Paul. Who was the doer of the miracles? God. Why did he need an intermediary between himself and the miracle? Because every spirit that functions independent of a body is illegal on earth. Oh, yes. Even the Holy Ghost, as holy as he is, he needed a body. He used the body of John, the Baptist, Jesus, and is now in your life. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. It's for his expression. So God had to do special miracles. But he still had to find a body. Using somebody's hands. And these are the hands of whom? The hands of Paul. Hosea chapter 12. Verse number 13. Hosea. In my mother tongue it's Hosea. Even you too, Hosea. Yeah, but in another language, it's Hosea. So let's use that one. Hosea chapter 12, verse number 13. One, two, three, go. And by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he preserved. By a prophet. Who was the doer? The Lord. Aha. So the story of Moses is being now summarized in that one verse by a prophet the Lord what did he do? He delivered Israel out of Egypt and by a prophet was he what? Preserved. Very very important. So a prophet there is being used by God not only for deliverance but also for preservation. May you be preserved in the name of Jesus. If I be a prophet of God, oh, yes. I decree and I declare, your problem is going to expire today. The Lord God is going to deliver using my hand today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say yes. By a prophet, the Lord God delivered Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, was he what? Preserved. I told you your problem is not static. Your problem is dynamic. It needs preservation. You, you, you need preservation. Are you hearing me? You know, someone came to me and said, you know, me, I just need a miracle. So I pray for the person. Boom, they got a miracle. And that was the last day they ever came through that door. Like, I don't need that man again. I've got my miracle. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. So they ran as fast as they could. 
But they didn't know that they were running in the power. Can I go? They didn't know they were running in the power of my momentum. They were not generators of the momentum. They only picked momentum from me. And by time, as time went by, they could not generate their own momentum. So many examples. We can count one after the other. Until God makes you a generator, remain connected to the grace. I don't know if you understand. So God delivered the children of Israel by the hand of a prophet. And he preserved them. Remember your problems are what? Dynamic. When you hit the devil in the mountain, he'll meet you in the valley. Because the devil says, oh, their God is only God of the what? Of the mountains. When we meet in the valley, I'm going to win the battle against them. But guess what? When he comes down into the valley, your Jehovah God is a God of the valley as well. Someone say yes. Now the devil said, no, 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 no. These people, they win in the mountain, they win in the valley. I'm going to meet them in the desert. Now God says, now let's go to the desert. Let's do it in the desert. Am I going to somewhere out here? And then the devil meet in the desert where there's no water. Now the devil says, aha, there's no water. There's no river. But guess what? Jehovah pops up like a rock in the desert. Are you hearing me? He begins to give you water in the desert where there's no river. Someone say, yes! <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're going through. You're going to emerge a winner. You're going to emerge on the top. I decree and I declare. You are going higher. You are going higher. I said you are going higher. Your life will never be the same again. Say yes. That's the secret of the prophetic. The whole journey from Egypt. To Canaan, they needed a prophet to be part of that journey. So that's why if you want to go fast, go alone. But your journey will end very fast. But if you want to go far, go with a prophet. You're going to reach your destination. I said you're going to reach your destination. You're going to reach your destination. Are you hearing me? Satasha Takandiriaso. Are you here? We are here. Let me give you the last verse. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Verse 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Verse 20. One, two, three, go. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. One more time. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper.
I want you to notice the construction of that sentence. Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be what? Established. And then what? Believe his prophets. Whose prophets are we talking about? God's prophets. It doesn't say believe the prophets. Uh-uh. But believe whose prophets? God's prophets. What will happen? You shall prosper. Very important for you to understand. The problem that we have here in that verse, can I show you the problem? The Hebrew word for believe, the belief you need to have in God, and the belief you need to have in his prophets is the same word. Aman. Aman. Are you hearing me? Aman. And that's the problem in that verse. But for you to understand what God is talking about, is you cannot receive from the grace you don't respect. Amen. <laughs> Are you hearing me? That's the secret. Whoever receives a prophet in the name of a prophet, what do they receive? A prophet's reward. And what is a prophet's reward? Someone say prosperity. Now, it's not all about money. Money is included. The word is tzalaki. Someone said tzalaki. Tzalaki means to push forward. Moses, why are you telling them to stand still? Uh-uh. Tell them to push forward. That's why me as a prophet, I'm going to push every boundary in your life. Yeah. It's my job. To challenge every limitation in your life. You're going to go where you've never been before. You're going to conquer what you've never conquered before. Are you hearing me? You're going to go higher and higher and higher. Shout yes. Mm. Are you hearing me? But for you to experience that dimension, you need to trust what I'm telling you. Is that making sense? Yeah. That's why you have to believe in the Lord your God for your establishment. The word establishment there is also a man. And then you need to also have faith in your prophet for your prosperity. So as I told you that the way God operates, sometimes it crashes with the religion. Because in religion we are told when we ask God, God shall answer us but the question the next question should be how because even when you give the bible says people shall give in your what bosom yeah when you give it shall be given back unto you uh-huh 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 what is the next verse people shall give in your bosom are you here? Are you ready? ready. To prosper also means to be profitable. So some of us were in business. Our businesses have never been profitable. Do you know that a prophet can change that story? One prophetic word. Just one declaration. 
your business can become profitable. I don't know whether you're hearing me. Rise on your feet. Say, oh Lord. Today, today is the day is the day of my deliverance of my deliverance whatsoever whatsoever has been holding my life has been holding my life today today I command you come out I command you come out I command you break I command you break I command you shut up I command you shut up right now right now in the mighty name of Jesus Thank you for listening to keep in touch with our ministry visit our website at www.streams.org.au And follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings. And it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed. And until next time, Shalom.